Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Novel Ideas for May 20th, 2022. And tonight we are discussing The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls. Before we start our usual discussion, we're going to play an interview that was done on CBS Morning Saturday edition about a month or two ago about this book. It's about seven minutes, so it's not very long. And then we'll go and we'll proceed with our usual discussion. So Brad, take it away, sir. Voice over off. This morning, Amor Tolls and the Lincoln Highway. It was named the best book of the year by Amazon. And six months after publication is still on bestseller lists as more people discover its unique charms. The Lincoln Highway is much different than what Tolls has done in the past, including the hits Rules of Civility and A Gentleman in Moscow, both of which have sold more than a million copies. To hear more about it, we visited Tolls in upstate New York. I didn't know what the Lincoln Highway was. Before I started this, when did you first hear? Neither did I. (laughs) Right. Amor Tolls was four years into developing his latest book before he found the most important part. It was always going to be about a group of kids in the 1950s who set out on a road trip. Then he discovered a widely forgotten piece of history the first road that stretched all the way across America from Times Square in New York City to San Francisco. And so I went down the little rabbit hole of trying to find out what the Lincoln Highway was, and everything I learned, it was like a gift. Everything about it was perfect for my story, and so instantly it became central to the story. And, and actually, you know, listen, as long as it's here, this is the original notebook of the story, which was dates to 2014. That's cool. Can I look at it? Yeah, and it was called Unfinished Business is what the... That was the first title. That was what the title yeah. was. But then you can see later on, it, you know, it becomes uh, the Lincoln Highway. The Lincoln Highway is told from four different perspectives. We won't spoil anything, but you may find yourself figuring out which personality you are and who your friends are. Toll says he always knew who he was from first grade on, a writer. But he took a massive detour after college, accepting a job in finance. He was warned by one of his mentors. When I went to Wall Street, uh, he said, every young person of talent I've ever known who's gone to Wall Street, they never come back. You know, and you should assume that your life as a writer is over now that you're working on Wall Street. For almost two decades, it sort of was, until he found the time to write a novel about a year in the life of a determined young woman in the New York City of the 1930s. In 2011, it was a surprise hit. That was followed by an even bigger one five years later, the story of a man imprisoned in a Russian hotel. The first book is called Rules of Civility. Second book, Gentlemen in Moscow, both civil. I mean, in in different ways, but about civility. Yes. The Lincoln Highway is not. (laughs) Is not. Uncivil. It's a very uncivil book. Yes. And, you know, I think as a novelist, for me, I like to move from one project to something which is is different and shape and form and tone. And so the shift in The Gentleman Moscow from a very sophisticated, aristocratic individual, uh, you know, in a 30-year tale where he doesn't leave a building 
it was fun to go deal with 18-year-old boys who were uncivil on a, you know, on a road trip for 10 days, in essence. You went from a career where you're dealing with people all the time. Yes. Constant interactions. That's right. To isolation. Yeah. What is that like? It, I, well, I like it. But I, I think, you know, when I had a former colleague who said, what would it take to get you to come back? And I was like, a gun and handcuffs, you know, <laughs> because, uh, I, but I think like a lot of, a lot of writers, we are comfortable with solitude. This you is know, one of the places you write. Yes. This is where I work out when I'm out here. That's right. Do we have, is it the yellow submarine? It is. That was for my kids. That's nice. nice. <laughs> and we have, I mean, we've got, you have inspiration right here. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the, you know, the American Renaissance, the 19th century figures who kind of created American discourse. And so that's Walt Whitman, Emerson, Thoreau, and Moby Dick. Those are my, ni- those are my high school copies. It's not a terrible there. foursome. No, <laughs> it's right. Toll's process is distinct. He doesn't really do any on-the-ground research instead letting his imagination run wild. The outlining process in notebooks takes years. I try to write things that I know a lot about already so that I can imagine them fully, and when, and I postpone any applied research until I'm finished writing the first draft. And then I'll go and check some things. Uh, and, and ideally, to catch the mistakes that people are gonna email me about later. It's almost like facts can get in the way of the truth. Absolutely. I think that there's, in, in poetry, that's true. Right? That's not true in government, No, <laughs> but it is true. I don't want to, yeah. people, you can easily misinterpret yeah, that yeah, line, yeah, but, but, but I yes. think you know what I'm talking about. No, absolutely. Because when you're trying to tell a human, a human story, uh, the, the truth of it is, is in the poetic imagination. Toll's success in two different careers has afforded him some nice perks including this sprawling property north of New York City, which comes with his own lake. So Walden's, I mean, maybe the most important book ever for you, and now you have your own pond. See, it is glamorous after all. (laughs) Hey, kid. Writing is not all just hard work. (laughs) There is a payoff. There is a payoff if it works out. Well, the the finance job first is also kind of worth it. Yes. That's what it turns out. While not completely intentional, this property is a callback of sorts to Toll's first novel. When I wrote Rules of Civility, the a culminating event takes place at this Adirondack house with a great room and uh, on a lake. And years later, we were looking for a house in this neighborhood, and we walked into that living room where you and I were speaking earlier. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the living room in the book. And look, at there's a lake outside. And, you know, so I was like, whatever it takes, we're, you know, let's, this, is great. this is it for me. And so that house then, uh, it reappears in the Lincoln Highway. It is here that Tolls is already well into the process of putting together his next novel. And just as before, he's letting his imagination lead the way. Did you expect all this? Which success? Oh, not, you know, I, not, no. I, I, you know, I, I, I think uh, Keith Richards in his autobiography, Life, which is great, talks about returning home with Mick Jagger because they grew up in the same town. And he's walking down the street and, you know, a young uh, women who are his age come out of the salon and say, Keith, Keith, oh, you know, can you, know, you're a rock star, whatever, can you, could you ever have imagined? And Keith Richards says, uh, I, I, I imagined it all. It's just that I never thought it would happen. Once again, Keith Richards says it better than yes, exactly, yeah. most anybody else can do. <laughs> That's right. 
Ain't that the truth? Uh, it, it is indeed. <laughs> I haven't informed Amor yet, but he'll be hosting this Saturday morning retreat at his estate um, this year. Can I come? Yes, you, of course. <laughs> um, no, seriously, though, I, The Lincoln Highway is really, it's, it, it's a haunting book, uh. um, but it's really worth a read. I, I found it uh, after it was published. Um, and just loved it so much. I'm like, we got to talk to him. I tell you, you sit down with the best, and I always learn something new. I, I, I'm, I'm dying to go drive the Lincoln Highway. I know, right? right? Well, it's sort of like not totally still together, but parts of it are, and you kind of want to. Yeah, I want to. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Brad, very much. We sure appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. It. Oh, Absolutely. Now Brad. I got to go read you. the book. And Randy, oh, I can yeah. hear this one. Thanks to my friend, Tim Cummings, who raises volumes for me. It was really clear. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Um. Gotta get my bearings here. Okay. Um, we'll go through. Uh, is my phone unmuted? Yeah. Yes. We can hear you. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go around like we always do and talk about the book. And if you have any comments on the interview, you can discuss that too. So let's start with Alan. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. Uh, his, his writing style, I, I really, I, I've not read Rules of Civility, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed A Gentleman in Moscow, too. Uh, and I, I like books typically that, that involve kids. I mean, Stephen King's written several that I've really enjoyed. And he, he did, he just did a real good job keeping my attention. Uh, uh, I, I like the characters. I, I like the way he he got us into the into the storyline, and then uh, uh, took us took us down the path. Uh, you know, from each character's different perspective, I, I thought that was well done. Uh, I, I I will say I I was a little disappointed in the ending. Uh, I, I I didn't much care for the way he ended it, but uh, hey. He, he didn't consult with me, but uh, uh, I, I, I like uh, I, I like a little bit better ending. But uh, uh, but I, I I very much enjoyed the characters, and I, I really liked Billy because uh, I mean when, when he was eight, he was smarter than everybody everybody in the book. But uh, uh, but uh, it, it was it was a good read. I I wasn't aware of the book until you told us about it for this. Um, good 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 choice. So thanks. Okay, thanks, Bob. Oh, I guess it's me. First of all, I want to say the interview. I wish it could have been longer. I think the uh, the uh, the the guy who ran it did you know timely research, and I wanted to hear the author a little more. But we thank you for the for what you got. Um, I'm not going to review the book. I, I don't like to do that. I want to see it come out as we go. I'd never heard, and I was a history teacher, shame on me, of the Lincoln Highway. I have now, and it's real. Um, 
I liked, of course, Billy was a sweetheart. He was a, he was a genius. Uh, uh, it starts tragically. Some didn't like Sally. I did. She was rough. She, she stood her ground, but she always was there to take care of Billy. Um, I'm with Alan. I did not like the ending, but I guess they got to wrap it up. But it seemed a little weird. You know, suddenly everybody lives happily ever after. And maybe that's that's OK, too. But um, uh, my character I least like was Duchess. I, I thought he was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie was a sweetheart. I think more than, you know, first you think he doesn't know anything. He's a gangster. But he, he was, in my opinion, a sweetheart. So. With having said that, I, I read it a while back, so you guys will refresh my memory on some of these characters and such. And uh, thank you, though, Randy, for or whoever for selecting this book. Thank you. I there were a bunch of interviews that I saw on YouTube. They mm-hmm. had quite a lot, but they were all long, and so I thought, well, the Saturday morning one was mm-hmm. the most recent. So. And it was the shortest, so that's why I picked it. Because otherwise, we wouldn't have had time to discuss it. So, yep. but I'm with you. I would have liked to have heard more from the author. Um, who is iPhone? Probably Ladon. Ladon. Yeah, I believe Sorry. I believe my name's not on my phone yet. Uh, yeah, I read the book last year. I thought it oh, was wow. uh, I thought it was a pleasant read, and uh, but it wasn't good enough. I thought for me to reread it for this thing, so so I forgot all about it. But I uh, I forgot the older brother. He was the one who was in in jail, and he was released. And the two two friends uh, got in the car and snuck out uh, in the trunk of the car. But when they were getting ready to leave, and I believe he went drove by and to school that he was going to, had gone to or before, and he went up to see the nuns and what. I when I was reading that, I was frustrated with him. How ner- how uh, silly, how, how thoughtless he was to leave his keys in the car, you know, with that those other boys had nothing. They didn't care anything about him. And to just walk off and leave your car and leave keys in the car. Then when they found, uh, went to New York to find it, I thought, oh, oh, this is just in a book. You got a car, one car in all the United States, New York City. You ain't going to find it. You ain't going to find it. But of course they did. You know, they found it, went, found it, and found it, and got repainted and then started back. But I was really, and then I, I it, when he went in there and had to fight and he let the boy beat him up, uh, his friend, all right, well, I don't think they were friends actually. They were more acquaintances that they had been latched on to by these two boys that were going to go nowhere in their life. And, uh, and that one went and beat up the kid. To, anyway, it's a little, little foggy in my memory, but, his 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 uh, the other boy, the I'll call him the mean boy, went and and beat up a guy with, uh, with something hard, a, a baseball bat, I think, or something like that. Anyway, I thought he was awful naive and uh, thoughtless. The book was okay, uh, you know, kind of 
kept you, uh, it was enough to keep you reading. But for me, it wasn't Amazon's best book of the year. But that's just me. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Gina? Okay, this wasn't my best book of the year either. Um, I have really mixed feelings about this book. I liked it and then I didn't, and then I did, and then I didn't. And so it, I think haunting is a good word. Um, disturbing was another good word for this book. Um, I wanted to take Billy home with me, and I did like Sally also. I I guess naive is the good word for to describe Emmett. I, I got frustrated with him sometimes. I thought he was a really good guy, but why did he put up with those guys and keep putting up with them and keep putting up with them to the point where he lost his brother for a while. And, and, but then I had to realize he's a very, he was a very loyal friend and that's a, a good trait, but it was to his detriment. And then, then he finally did get tired of it. But anyway, um, that's a really bad review, but I just, <laughs> I, I had really mixed feelings about it and I can't say any more than that, I guess. Well, that's fine. Thanks. Um, Kathy. Well, I haven't actually read the book, but I absolutely love Immortals. And so Brad reminded me, and I thought I'd come in and listen, and y'all aren't going to spoil it for me. But um, I read his other two books, and um, I enjoyed that little seven-minute thing because what I like about Immortals is how he doesn't research it to death and then and then weave his research in and make it... <sighs> all researchy like modern writers are doing now he does his imagination and weaves a story for me that that is like the old-fashioned type of books that we would read 20 30 years ago and um so um i will read this book at the end of the summer because my local you know meeting person at the library book club is going to do it in september um but i just I just love the way he writes. So anyway, we just did um, Rules of Civility, and I love that one. And I loved The Gentleman in Moscow probably the most, because but p other people said it's too long. So, you know, it's different, different strokes for different folks. But I just wanted to hear what you guys had to say. So that's okay. Well, thanks. Welcome to the group. Yeah, thank you for letting me participate well we always say you don't have to read the book you can just come in and listen and then if you want to read it later you can read it as long as you don't mind spoilers so no and i don't and i will be reading it and i won't i probably won't remember any of this by the time two months come around you know because i'm going to read it in hopefully in august so okay thanks mary ellen Mary Ellen's muted, I think. Yes. She's muted, Randy. There we go. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I, I, Randy and I are in this group and we were talking about this book and I downloaded and started it and I'm going, uh, I don't know, but I couldn't put it down. And um, what did I think about it? It was very haunting and I really, I really got to like it. Uh, I didn't like Billy. I thought he was an obnoxious little kid that, you know, knew more than he should have. Uh, but um, I, I tried, basically liked it. It took me back, and I can actually remember what we were doing on the 12th of June in 1954. So it took me back to that era, and I think that's why I was so taken with it. And that's really all I have to say. Okay. Thanks. Ruthanne? Honey, you're far from the mic. She's muted. Are you muted? All day? I don't know how you lost it. You sounded good in the beginning of the pre-recording. Yeah. Okay. I'll come back back to you. Yeah, come back. I'll come back to you. Deborah? Okay. Um, Well, I I missed the first person or two because I got a phone call right after the video. But I was so grateful for the, uh, to hear that recording of that interview with the author. Um, So I had heard of this book a few times and happened to talk to Alan Monday, who told me that he had started it and it was really good and it was for novel ideas this week. And I thought, well, I've been having trouble reading lately, which is weird for me because I'm an addictive reader. And I keep starting books and not being interested in them. So I thought I'll give this one a shot. And oh me, oh my, I'm so grateful because I loved this book so much. And um, my uh, sleep deprivation is proof thereof because uh, I haven't <laughs> I read it in a couple of days. But um, I just, I love it. I love how... Love the characters and how he has totally captured the era right down to the cars and the feeling that people had about cars in the 50s um, and the different classes of people. And I just loved all these characters. So I I, I came, though, with a question for everybody. Um, Okay. Obviously, had some sort of mental illness, and I wondered if anybody else had a guess, or if it was obvious and I missed it. What were what was his medicine that Duchess was dispensing for him? I, I felt like it must be something to do with. A mental illness, but maybe it was a drug addiction. I just couldn't, couldn't figure it out. Anyway, so that's my question. And my comment is simply that I, I just 
think the book is the, the characters are so well and beautifully and brilliantly drawn and and it reminds me of something I know to be true, which is that eight-year-olds can be geniuses, many of them, and this one was one. So, yeah. so why? Yeah, he was. I think I think the drug was alcohol. You do? But That's still, what? But it was <laughs> drops. It yeah. was. But I think there was something else. Um, I don't know what back then. I don't know. At first, I thought it was alcohol. I think it was some kind of mental illness thing, like maybe a sedative or something. Maybe that—that's what I'm pretty sure. That's what made me think that. I don't know. I thought at first it was alcohol because it seemed like he um, sometimes it seemed like he took it and sometimes like he took too too much of it. It was too small of a amount because Uh he talked about the bottle being in Duchess's pocket. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. But that was my I guess. Think, I think, I think it, was it was sedatives or something like that. I think it was dope, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, somewhat, yeah. Because in, the, in, in 1954, you didn't hear about people being on drugs. Right. And I know this from a, a personal thing that happened in our family where somebody who worked for my father's son was on dope and, you know, they were very secretive about it and stuff. And so I, and knowing the backgrounds of these people and what they did to get through life, it could very well have been dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It could have been. Um, Joni, we haven't heard from Joni yet. Good. Well, Excuse me. I absolutely love this book. I started reading it Tuesday night, right after Worlds of Books, and I thought, oh my God, I want to get through it by Friday. And I finished it our time, two o'clock this afternoon. I mm-hmm. could not stop reading it. And luckily, my life is such now is that I have a lot of time to read. But I have other things that I want to do and that I do do, but I just read and read and read it. And I think what some of you don't realize, that this book was about kids, about teenagers. And a person's brain is not developed fully until they're in their early 20s. So there are a lot of things that they don't know how to handle. And it's because the brains have not developed enough for them to problem solve correctly. And they are naive about things because they haven't lived and they don't know them. Well, um, I loved Billy. 
I love smart, smart, smart kids. And he was so clever and so um, straightforward and, and, and just so smart. And I love kids like that. I also loved Sally because she just had enough. And she didn't want to be doing and, and, and all the stuff that she did for all these guys that took her for granted. And I think that for those of us that have uh, nothing against you guys, but sometimes when you're married, you're doing all this stuff and you don't get a thank you. And... um it's very wearing and it's very annoying and you get to a point where um, you just can't take it anymore and she just, her father just expected her to do this and that and then Emmett uh, then gave her Billy to take care of. Well, I mean, I just love this book and I haven't read any of his other books but um, I plan to and I, I love the writing. I love his imagination. The interview was great. Um, yeah, there were some things that I uh, was not too happy with the book, uh, in the book. But uh, all in all, I just loved it. Okay. And Thanks. I didn't find any really boring parts. I mean, I was mm. just into it so Completely, everything was good. So thanks, Randy. Okay, thanks. And I see Ruth Ann's unmuted now, so go ahead. Okay, I want to apologize. I usually read the books. I did not finish this one because my other book that I was reading before took a little longer than I expected. But I have enjoyed it very much, and I've enjoyed especially the interview the, where they talked with the author. And it, I find those very uh, illuminating or very interesting. Uh, I liked the character, uh, Billy. I thought he was, you know, really, you know, uh, very interesting. I will continue to read the book. Bob has told me kind of what happens, but uh, I will read it myself. Okay. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. I read it over a period of a few, couple weeks anyway, but I thought it was really good. Um, I liked Emmett, considering everything that he had been through, he it was amazing just how normal he turned out to be and how he just was, he knew what he wanted to do. Um, but he had to get to the point where he was ready to get rid of these so-called friends and at least Duchess. Um, I didn't like the end. And there was a part that I was a little confused about. So what about at the end when they were looking back and Sally was 
Sally was with him and there was a baby there. I was a little confused. Mm. I thought that was his, that that was Willie's, Willie's. And by the way, I, I felt really bad for Willie and his sister. She, I hope she left her husband in the end, but probably not. Um, and I was a little confused at the end when first you saw Duchess, he was drowning and he got his due. I was thrilled about that. But then they flashed to Sally and Emmett and Billy, and there was a baby there. And I think Wooly's sister was there too. Yeah, but I think that was supposed to be Emmett and Sally's baby. That was the idea because they were all together. So that's, yeah, I thought it was, so. it was I, supposed to be like a, you know, fast forward to the future of them making it to San Francisco and settling and, and yeah, I think that's what that was supposed to be. Yeah. And we never heard anything about Emmett and Billy's mother, whether they found her or not, which that was the whole reason Billy wanted to go to California. So did, did 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 Duchess ever confront his father? I know he was trying to settle scores and stuff, and he was looking for his dad. I don't remember him ever finding him. Did he? I thought he did, didn't he? I, I don't um, know. That, that's what I'm asking. And, I don't know. And, I and, he... and, and what, what does everybody think Ulysses did with that pastor, that so-called pastor? <laughs> Uh, Randy, oh. uh, by the way, Liz is here, if you didn't know. That. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's Hi, Liz. Welcome, Liz. So. Hi, Liz. You want to give us your... Actually, I'm only about halfway through the book. So <laughs> it's been okay. another, another adventurous week here in, uh, in Ann Arbor. So, um, but I am enjoying it so far. It's, it's a, um, you know, it's an interesting character study and, and just a, yeah, I'm enjoying. I, I like these kinds of books. So thanks, Randy. I want to um, mention we we're not mentioning the the hobo. I forget his name. Is the black gentleman who really helped those kids? And then was it that's, the that's who Alan? That's who Alan was talking about. Ulysses. Okay, I beg your pardon. I missed it. Okay, and the other one was the uh, preacher who was going to kill. He says we got to kill. You know he. They killed him finally, you know, uh, yeah. because he would have killed uh, Billy and Emmett and all these. I mean, everybody. If, if he, and he, uh, but he um, had a lot. I think he had a lot of wisdom in spite of what he did. And the other thing I want you to bring up, nobody's talking about. You said he drowned. I thought they left him. They knew he couldn't swim, and they he killed him. He was in the boat. He was in the boat. I know that. And he, but then he went overboard, and they could have swam out and got him. Correct no, yeah. or not. They weren't there. They had left. They weren't. They, they weren't there. Left. One at a time. They didn't, they didn't know. And he he got he was able to get out of the boat, but he drowned because he couldn't okay. swim. I, I gotta read that again because I thought, hey, they're spending all this money, which I'm I'm glad yeah, they got well, it. It was the way it was the way it was set up okay. was that Emmett meant for him to survive. Emmett fixed it so that the boat, the the bad end of the boat was high. Mm-hmm. And out of the water, so that. But Emmett screwed it up by okay, that's trying better. to get to the money, mm-hmm. and 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 then 
and his haste and his greed and he he rocked the boat literally and uh yeah so okay so, so he tried to fix it but he screwed it up you're right that's what i remember yeah. better thank you deborah yeah okay Alan, what about what were you saying about Ulysses? What do we think Ulysses was his name? Thank you. Yeah, I, I was saying, am I the only one to think that Ulysses killed that that pastor guy? Because uh, they they kind of left that open ended. I mean, he was. I thought he did, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, that, that, that's kind of how they were directing us to think. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I all think all that I mean, pastor wanted was was Billy's silver dollars. That's all yeah. he cared about. He was old. And, and he was mean and nasty. Oh, yeah. And um, Ulysses kind of came in and saved the day. And then Emmett showed up, mm-hmm. and that was the best thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think um, Duchess's father was dead, wasn't he? He was asking. I thought he was dead. Yeah. He, they, he, he was told by a friend of his at that hotel that that his father had died. Oh, I missed I that thought. part. I thought I thought he had just left the hotel. So, but uh, he kept missing him, and then I think he uh-uh. he was I think he was dead. But but if we haven't said it, I, I my belief is jumping ahead at the end, which was contrived. I, I thought the baby was uh, Emmett's and Sally's. But you could you could argue it was Willie's baby. I, I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, but I I thought it might have been. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I wasn't hundred. I wasn't totally sure because it was just like I was yeah. not a drowning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it just snuck up on you mm-hmm. at the end, and I like how he how Amor Tolls worked his house. <laughs> into it. I thought that was good. Okay. Well, you a great author. You, I can't wait to read the books. Wouldn't you think that these guys allegedly rode in the trunk of the warden's car? Wouldn't you think that the springs in the back of that car would go sort of down? Yep. I would. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think like Ladon mentioned the key. I totally agree with him with all those crooked guys and he leaves it in the car. I think this guy just said, how am I going to get those guys out of prison? I'll put them in the trunk. And yeah, I would think in an old car that the warden have, it would, it would uh, bounce pretty, it would work on the shock absorbers, you know, 19. And then again, they're teenagers, so they don't think. I don't think well, things through. What was that? Uh, say it I again, Joni, please. Say it again, Joni. I said, I said, they're teenagers, and yeah. teenagers don't think through things. They just do what they do. Well, I'm thinking um, of the author, though. You think teenagers? He wrote it like a teenager would sneak in the trunk. Okay. Well, he wrote it about teenagers. Yeah, he did. So yeah, he's we, can't criti- so we, can't cri- we can't criticize the author. Unless we think like a teenager, leaving a key in the car then sounds like a teenager, you know. But it's, and it's a stretch. Leaving, well, back then you left your keys in the car. Not with I those crooks around. Say that too. Not with those gangsters there. You don't. But 
But the other thing too is Emmett left the money that his his father had left them mm-hmm. in the tire well, the wheel yeah. well, wherever it was in there. So, and anybody who wasn't as trusting would have taken that money out and hidden it. He could have snuck out to the car later when everybody was asleep and gotten that money out. Yeah. Anyway, but if you think like a teenager, Joni's got a good point. They yeah. do dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> because they, sometimes, they, their brains aren't developed. That's the reason. Oh, good. Their yeah. brains sometimes, don't develop until they're in their, their some, early 20s. Well, sometimes even then they do dumb things. Yeah. So. Well, don't that's don't right. talk about my son. He's 16. But anyway, Deanna, uh, <laughs> Deanna Noriega came in. Welcome. Oh, uh, Hi, Deanna. Want to give any thoughts on the book? <laughs> Let me see if I'm muted or unmuted here. You're unmuted. You're unmuted. Okay, Good. there we go. Okay. Um, well, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was somewhat complex and a little sad in parts. That's it. Yep. That it? That's all I need to say. Yep. <laughs> yep. Must unless there's some 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 unraveling that you're still doing. Were there any characters you liked above other ones? Um. Well, I liked um, Ulysses. He was he was. Um, I guess I have a a great deal of empathy for war veterans who don't ever find their way back home. We had so many in my generation that got caught in that trap with not being able to adjust to returning after Vietnam. So I could understand how lost and yet um, he was basically a good man, even though he tried to keep people at a distance. It was because he was afraid of getting hurt. I think. Yeah. That's my one complaint about the book is that I felt like there were a lot of loose ends that weren't tied up. Like the end just happened and it was um, contrived at the end. I thought, and there just seemed to be a lot of loose ends. Like, Ulysses and um, well, it we, did it did leave him off with the uh, writer of the of the book of heroes <laughs> on their way on an adventure together, and that was kind of it was cute and kind of funny. Yeah, what was yeah. Uh, was Ulysses' wife too harsh? No, for leaving him and just saying if you go in the army, but this was World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Every, yeah. Everybody was fired up about was it? Or, yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys were gung ho. They were at the end of the re- he wanted to do his bit for his country, and she leaves him. I don't I know. Think I Maybe. understood yeah. her to some extent, but she didn't realize that if he'd stayed with her, he would have had a great deal of humiliation mm-hmm. because he was strong. He was healthy. Yep. And he right. knew he would be able to do um, what needed to be done as a soldier. And 
he was making it from a state of, of maturity. He wasn't just a kid. No. But no, he wasn't. No. Um, she didn't understand that if he bent to her will, then he would lose a part of his integrity right. in his own mind. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was something she would regret later because who knows, he might have taken up drinking, he might have, you know, mm-hmm. not been the man that she married if she had forced him to go against his conscience. And yes, it's very hard for women to manage alone with a small child. You know, she was justifiably concerned, mm-hmm. but I think they needed to talk to each other more, yeah. not just draw black and white lines. Because but then in the 1950s, I'm sure people didn't think like that either. No, you know, they, they didn't. No. Did no, they, what, didn't. they just did what she felt, felt right in the moment. Yeah, she yeah. felt abandoned. And if you're going to leave and just leave me here, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to wait for you to come back. That that was her her line, her talk line, you know, step across this line. And I won't tolerate it um, because she had her own issues. She was abandoned and her family was, was the most important thing in her life. However, I think she was missing the point that raising a son without a father would be a very difficult thing. Difficult. Yep. Do you think that uh, Ulysses was roaming the country looking for her? No, not consciously. Okay. I thought I, think I, he I was, picked that up somewhere in some of the things he said, but he, well, no, never find he wasn't her. looking for her because he didn't know where to look. Yeah, I know. That's why he was going all over the place. I think. But, but he wasn't looking specifically for her. Okay. He was just not wanting to stay in one place because he didn't know what else to do, but to keep wandering. Okay. I was thinking the same thing that he was looking for her, but um, on another point, Wooly, did you, did you think, did anybody expect him to take his life in the end? I could see how it would happen because he was addicted and he couldn't really see a future. He the money didn't mean anything to him. He could care less yeah. about but when um, he, if he could give it to his friends and make them happy, that was a good thing he could do. But he was unhappy. He did not fit anywhere. He didn't fit with his family and he didn't he didn't have any big dreams like his friends. Um and he wanted to go back to that time when he was just a kid and innocent. So that's what he chose to do. Yeah. Anybody else? I knew that he was unhappy, but I was a little bit surprised by the, the suicide. But that actually makes it real because very often when people commit suicide, the others around them did not understand how unhappy they were. I thought... Did that make any sense? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, I thought something was going to happen when he gave Billy his watch that his uncle mm. had given him. I had a feeling that he was going to die in some way, shape, or form. I didn't know yeah. how, but I he suspected. Said, yeah, he was giving up 
any time. <laughs> yeah, that was the first clue. Until that point, I don't think that you had yeah. a clue no. about no. the, the uh, degree of unhappiness. I, I didn't think of suicide. I thought Duchess would kill him or something. I don't know. He'd die, like Randy said, somehow. But, but yeah. he chose suicide. He was, I'm going to take a nap. And, and Duchess just let him. Duchess didn't yeah. go yeah. check Duchess on him or anything. Cool. No. Duchess was evil. Yes. Then, Duchess just didn't care about anybody but Duchess. But Duchess. Well, no. I think he did. He did, but he didn't. He got so focused on one thing. Money. Like the money was going to solve all of his mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. And he would not consciously have wanted. It's like when he, you know, hit <laughs> his friend. He didn't really want to hurt him. He just wanted just dragging him off to the police station. Yeah. And he was trying to figure out a way to talk him around because Duchess was used to talking his friends around and manipulating them. But he always thought it was Not for just their his friends, but everybody else. Yeah. But he always thought it was for their good. You know, because whatever he wanted, he seemed to think that that was the right thing. And they were just being slow. And well, I think, well, can I just say something? Um, I, ahead, think Wooly, I think oh. Wooly, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think Wooly wanted to go back to see his sister because I think in his mind, he knew that in the end he was going to take his life. I think he had had that in mind all along. I don't know, but, you know, but what do I know? You know, maybe he did. That's a good point. I think he loved his sister, and of all the people in his family, she was the one that understood him best. Mm. Yeah. But that husband and was terrible. She should mm -hmm. oh. He was awful. Oh, he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, she and needed to lose him. <laughs> yeah. And then how about the... Na uh, Nancy friend? has come in, Randy, Nancy Unger. Oh, okay. I believe. I believe. Um, yeah. The friend... The black guy that fixed the car, oh. got the car painted, and mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, he was townhouse. the one. Townhouse, yeah, townhouse, townhouse. Good, Good cracker. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Man. I was kind of late because I, if you don't, have we just decided the next book? I didn't have a chance to read this, no. book, but I will in the future. Okay. No. Okay. No. Glad yeah. you're here, um, though, Nancy. Hi. Um. Yeah, Townhouse. He was one of the good guys, too, I thought. I liked him. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah. yeah. About the, what are we doing in June? He said rudely. Um, anybody have anything else? Any other comments about the book? And then we can talk about June. Okay, well, I would like to try something different in June. And if you guys don't want to do it, we don't have to. But um, Bob and Ruthanne and I were talking, and we thought it would be fun to do every, everybody can read a fiction book any book they want, as long as it's on Bard. And then we can come in and do like a, a round table. You know, everybody can talk about their book 
and um, maybe we can get ideas for future novel ideas, summer reads, and we can do like do a Friday free for all and have a and, and talk about fiction books and. Um, everybody can pick one book because we do get a lot of people. So we want to make sure everybody has time and we can go around. Everybody tells us a little bit about that book. And I want to add, Randy, since we did all this, we discussed it. This is not every week, every month. It's, it's once in a while, a Friday free for all it doesn't it wouldn't occur every time and no, if you guys don't like it we have a book ready we do so Amen. it's up to you guys silence we put them to well, sleep i have a real good one i just finished don't tell us about it okay Save don't it. tell us about it yet let's see does anybody else have any comments or against anybody, it if you don't like it anybody you against know. it no, yeah I, I think it's a good idea that, that'll be fun that way i can chip away at stuff I've been wanting to read without having to do a, a signed book. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, um, I'm all for it. Yeah. That's okay. the 17th. That'll work for me. Um, I was just checking because um, I leave for Morristown, New Jersey on the 20th to train with a new guide dog. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Dan, I think it would be June 17th, but correct me. It yeah, is. it is. It's June the 17th. 3rd is a that's Friday. Thursday, Friday. Yes, that's why. You'll be here, yeah, Deanna. That's why she was checking. Yeah, Congratulations. Congratulations. That's great. And I would, I would ask, please give a DB number if it's barred. Yeah, uh, it has to be. Can they do Bookshare, Randy? Can, can they do Bookshare? I don't just care. I don't okay. care if it's on Bookshare and Audible too, but it has to be on Bard. You can't pick something that's on Bookshare and Audible. But no, not Audible's hard. Not summer. everybody, not everybody has, yeah, has Audible or Audible or Audible. So this one's on Bard. Trust me. Okay. Okay. Hang on to it. Well, Mary uh, Ellen, I got to talk to you of, about that before you do it because I we might have read the same one. <laughs> okay. You know, we read similar things, but anyway. Yeah. All right. And we'll need so, a timer because say, we, we like don't want to go tw twenty minutes. We need a timer. If it's three, five minutes, whatever, but yeah, so we get everybody done. And then if people have second books, that's another story. Well, I, I feel very flattered because you're doing what I do in Banquet. Yeah, we are. And the more books that we, we can find out about. So thank you for, for following my lead. It's a little bit more limited because in, in Banquet, people can talk about whatever they want. Right, Joni? We're yes. limited yeah. a yeah, little bit. True. Novels, okay. yeah, you know, just yeah. But this one, it's novels. We'll try it. We'll yeah. see what happens. And yeah. If, you know, yeah. If, if people don't want to do one for Joni next month too. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Don't yeah, forget about Joni's we'll banquet. We'll see how this goes, and if and if people like it, we can do it once in a while. Yeah. But I thought it would be a good. I think way it's a to, very good idea. Yeah. I think because yeah. I thought it would be a good way to end the year. And I kind of, Bob and I were talking about it and it reminded me of something that Michelle Bernstein said to me one time about how she, she said, my book club reminds her of 
people sitting around drinking wine and discussing books. So I thought, okay, let's sit around and discuss books. And drink wine. Oh, sorry. If people want to drink wine, go ahead. Okay. Are we done drink officially? Anything you uh, want. Are we done officially, Madam Chair, so I can turn the recording off? Any more questions, comments? Okay, when's hearing the, When's nine? the date of our next meeting? Is it June 17th? June 17th, yes. Okay. yes. okay, hearing right. no comments. Bob, we're done. Good, okay. good meeting. Good, good book. Thanks. Well, thank you, everybody. I thought it was a good discussion. Okay. It was wonderful, Randy. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. You're welcome. That's Kathy. Bye-bye. Thank you, Randy. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Everybody's leaving you, Randy. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Need to, to figure out my card system here and make sure I make the right notes because I am not late on purpose. I was stuck in a, in a meeting for 